talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. go over again just to kind of give everyone just a little recap about you know who we are and you know what we're going to be doing here with fight club so um as we talked about last week we're all um self-employed industry experts um as well as owner um work for other businesses um some of us do so we're very um adapt at being able to cover multiple areas of the business world from you know marketing to operations, employee management, as well as your finances and your money. So we're really here, like we said last week, to bring value, bring um answers to your questions that we know you're struggling with on a daily basis. And you know, also compliment your wins. We want to hear your successes. We want to hear your homework that we're hoping all of you did and succeeded in. So um, as we continue to move forward, you know, it's always going to be a very casual conversation. We want to have, you know, open discussions as each um, individual is speaking. So if you have questions, please feel free to drop them immediately into the group um, and into the kind of the chat box there so we can be able to answer those um, in real time to it while that speaker is speaking. And welcome to Fight Club. So yes. Uh, well, so why are we doing this? Uh, why are we here? Why are we spending our time getting together? Why do we create a fight club for business? Um, we're here to empower you with knowledge so that you can take your own actions and make your own educated decisions so that you can be successful and so that you can come out of this stronger than you went into it. And, uh, and we're here because we are you. We are small business owners. We are fighting for our businesses and we are fighting for our clients. And um, we're going to help you transcend the fear of the uncertainty of the chaos that is happening right now. Um, so, so that's why we're here. And, and we have a couple rules, just like any good fight club. So Michelle's going to share with us what the rules of fight club are, and they might surprise you. The rules for fight club. I love it. Thank you so much, Megan, for having me. I'm excited to be here yet again. Um, the rules for Fight Club are a little bit different than the movie. Um, so the first rule is that we want to talk about Fight Club. So please share this information with another business owner, a vendor, a friend, a person that's going through, you know, these challenges with all of us. So please talk about Fight Club. It's really important that you do. The second rule is share Fight Club. So feel free to invite people to like our page, invite people to be, become a member of the group, share online, share in your workflow, share with your team that this resource is out there for you. So please share about Fight Club. That's super important. Uh, the third rule, if someone goes uh, says stop or goes limp or taps out, we're going to be here to pick you up and to prop you back up. This is a, uh, you know, just a, a time that none of us were prepared for. And, you know, we're going to have days that are great and we're going to have days that are challenging. So please know that we're all here to support you. And if you go down, we're going to prop you back up. The fourth rule is everyone is welcome at Fight Club. So like I mentioned before, if you're a business owner, a vendor, an employee, a team lead, a technician, anybody that's out there doing home service businesses or supporting their own personal economy and the economy at large, we want to help you. So please know that um, everyone is welcome. And the fifth rule is there are no limits to your potential growth. We really want this to be a place where you feel confident to ask questions and um, encouraged to grow because that's what we're all here to do is really to grow. Um, the sixth rule of Fight Club is that there are no attitudes and no egos. And so you'll hope that you see these beautiful shining faces every week that we really do believe that, that there are no attitudes, no egos here and we're all working collaboratively. The seventh rule of Fight Club is Fight Club will go on as long as it has to. So we're going to be very concise with our time. We're gonna to commit to one hour each time we're on the live. But if you have questions outside of this hour or you come up with a challenge during the week, know that we are all here watching the group, watching the Facebook page, and we're gonna jump in and act um, and respond to you just as soon as possible. So Fight Club will go on as long as it has to. 
And then the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night or day at Fight Club, you have to share. So please jump in and participate. This group is really all about you and all about how we can support you during this time. So please participate um, and share. So those are the rules of Fight Club. <laughs> okay, and so I'm going to pass it off to Martha. Yeah. <laughs> so how are we different? The biggest way that we're going to be different than another group or page is that we have a component of accountability and as we help see each other through this crisis, then we want you to come out better on the other side. And one of the ways that we're going to do that, Michelle alluded to it, but when you're down, we're going to help pick you back up. And we are in this together. And so we can, I, I posted a meme yesterday in my, the mental health group and it was basically a dog that started walking and then just laid out flat. And, <laughs> you know, honestly, there are days that feel just like that, you know, where you just want to lay out flat and you don't care. And then, Hopefully you have moments where you feel more energized and you feel hopeful and capable and that's when you need to capitalize. Not every minute's going to be a great minute, but we want to help you when you're down, pick you up and at the end you come out stronger. So that's what we're about. I think it's perfectly said and you know we like to like everyone has said keep it very um, concise we like to get right into the good stuff and um, I'm gonna kind of go ahead and start off today um, what we're gonna be talking about on the marketing aspect of things is ways to engage your clients on social media as well as network through social media and the main platform I want to talk about today is going to be through Facebook um, you can do this on other platforms as well um, Instagram yeah, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Nextdoor, there's a couple other options you can do. Um, primarily, I'm going to focus on Facebook today, though. So with that, for us, you know, we've had conversations with a group. Um, communication is super important during this time frame. And you want to make sure you're you know, over communicating, obviously, with empathy during this time frame, but definitely over communicating with your clients and making sure that they know you're still there. So this can be through any different formats. It can be through a simple update post um, once a week, just kind of letting them know, you know, we're here for you. We're continuing to support um, our local homeowners and other small businesses throughout the area. Or it can be through a little Facebook Live like we're doing right now. You know, just be open, be, be vulnerable. Um, vulnerability is something that clients really can connect with and be able to, um, understand you as a business owner a little bit more during these times. So over communication is very important. Um, again, different things that you can talk about include where your business is at currently, offers or specials that you're giving to homeowners um, as well as clients during this time frame, offering some freebies if you have that availability, giving a small little care package to a client. I think I saw Megan post um, a really great um, story yesterday about a friend of hers who was able to bring, you know, a little home spa package, just some small things. And, you know, that really goes a long way. It resonates and allows for, you know, organic shares to be done on a social platform that you didn't even, you know, you weren't really necessarily expecting to do. You were just doing it from the kindness of your heart. So things like that can go very far during this time frame, And business will eventually come from it. But just keeping that communication line open between your clients is very essential. So... My second piece is ways to generate networking through Facebook. And everyone's kind of heard the term guerrilla marketing. It's, you know, a, a way that you're, you know, uniquely approaching. So it might not be something your competition's doing. It very well could be. You might be doing it in a different format, but you're going about something in a way that not many people have done before. And the way you can approach social media with guerrilla marketing is networking. We're all stuck in our homes for the most part. 
So <laughs> that is sending out or sending out Facebook messages. So direct messaging, networking opportunities to, you know, if you're a roofer, you can contact local contractors, you can contact power washing companies, you can contact, you know, other um, gutter companies, you know, people that don't necessarily do your avenue of business, but you're able to connect with them to bring more variety to your homeowners when you do go to their site. So that also helps. I know I've seen it um, personally with some clients of my own be able as roofers reach out to um, pressure washing companies in particular to come out and do um, a cleanup. If God forbid an accident happens on the site, car gets on the driveway. You know, now you have that network created to be able to that pressure washing company. So it's as simple as doing direct message. You know, do your research. You do want to network with the people that you believe have like-minded um, business plans as well as uh, business structures. And then you can be able to reach out to them just via direct message. You know, as we've mentioned last week, the majority of people are on social media as well as online during these times. So there's a chance it might go to their unread box or their requested box if you're not a friend with them. Um, but don't let that deter you. Normally within about a week, two weeks, if for some reason it goes to that box and they don't check that box often, they'll be able to find that. And um, especially for our power washing business, it's been... Oh, I'm so sorry. We'll definitely get back. I wanted to get back to you. I didn't even know this was here. Um, and you know, it builds a relationship immediately out the gate. So a very unique way I to reach out to your networking base while being stuck in your home. Super cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's been huge for me for my accounting practice. And I know that that's not what we're usually talking about. Usually I'm talking about my window cleaning business and our networking and our referrals. Um, but for me, I've been kind of drowning and it is April 14th. I am supposed to be stressed out. I'm supposed to have not slept last night, worked till four in the morning, woke up at six this morning. Now I do have like the red rings. I, I am stressed out. I am tired, but not as much as a normal April 14th. Um, and I really leaned on my referral network two weeks ago to start introducing me to bankers because I had good relationships with only about two in town. And between all of my clients, I needed to know like every commercial lender at every institution so that I could help my clients with, um, you know, navigating their PPP applications. And um, so that's kind of what I wanted to touch on today is we talked about it last week, but there've been a lot of updates. Um, there've even been some updates in the past 24 hours. Um, so the two major loan programs that we've been discussing have been the Economic Disaster Loan Program, and the payroll protection program. Um, so the payroll protection program opened up uh, 10 days ago to most um, small businesses and on Friday again to uh, self-employed individuals and sole proprietors. And this program is a, a short-term loan that has a forgivable component that is applied for through your banking institution. So. It became a little dramatic last week when we had several banks that weren't participating. So whoever you've had your long-term relationship with, banking relationship as a business owner, was not accepting the applications. There was a little bit of a frenzy, like, who do I apply with and what do I do? Um, so we have, I have a good tip for you. One of them is called mylindustry.com, and I will put that into the chat. Um, if you are not a banking uh, member with my industry, they will still accept your application and process it completely online. Uh, there are some restrictions about which states are participating in that program. Um, so the other one that came out just yesterday or the day before is Gusto. If you are a Gusto user, uh, you can actually apply for your PVP loan directly through Gusto, um, which I think is huge. Gusto has been a great champion for small business over the past couple weeks. Last week, I shared a Google Sheet with you about the lenders and all the options available. That was a Gusto Google Sheet. Um, so I'm really excited about Gusto. QuickBooks Online is talking about getting into the PPP game. They sent out an email last week saying that they're they're easing their toes into it. Um, but if you've not filled out a payroll protection program loan yet, um, it's probably something you really want to consider with your own accountant, with your CPA. Um, the forgivable, forgivable, forgivable component is that uh, if you use the loan for its intended purposes, uh, 
you can apply for forgiveness from your bank and have it granted to you. Now, the intended purposes that they've said so far have been payroll, rent, mortgage interest on a commercial property, and utilities. Um, I've been hearing that several people have actually been funded for their payroll protection program loans already, which is really awesome. Um, but for me, that means that they've been really stressed out about like, how do I capitalize on the forgiveness? How do I optimize using this loan the way it's supposed to be so that I don't screw anything up? And I unfortunately don't have all those answers for you. I have a feeling that much like all of the applications to apply for the loan were different at every single lending institution, I'm afraid that the forgiveness component might be different at every single lending institution. And most of these lenders are still really working hard to get the money out. So they haven't started thinking about how to get the money you know, forgiven. So here's my tip for you this week that you can do. If you have been funded for your payroll protection program loan already, I recommend keeping that in a separate account. Open a separate bank account, put that money in that separate bank account. And I think I'm gonna be radical and say, have your payroll come out of that separate bank account. So work with your payroll company to change the bank account where you're gonna be processing payroll for the next eight weeks. Have it come from the new payroll protection program account and try and pay your utilities from that account as well. So anything that we know could be forgivable, Let's make it crystal clear that these are the funds that we received and this is how we paid for them. Now, if you have trouble getting everything switched over immediately, don't stress too much. Um, you can always, you know, do some transfers or do some journal entries or something. But now is a really good time to be focusing on your bookkeeping. And I want you to remember, just like I said, when you are applying for these loans, that you want to make this as easy as possible for the bank to give you that stamp of approval, all forgiven or most forgiven or, you know, the majority of it forgiven. Um, and I will be in touch as we know more rules related to the payroll protection program loan. But my, my tip for you today is open a separate bank account and pay the approved funds from that separate bank account. Um, also, I wanted to talk briefly about the economic disaster loan. Last week, I felt like it was a terrible, no good, very bad week when it came to the economic disaster loan because I was so afraid that they had run out of money. And we got a wonderful email yesterday from the SBA saying that they're going to ask Congress for more money. And somehow, they did not run out of money which is fantastic. I'm going to say that like with my fingers crossed, my toes are crossed. Um, I'm hoping that they still don't run out of money. Um, and so last week they were saying, if you apply for an economic disaster loan to help the most businesses possible, we're going to cap those initial loans at 15,000. Yesterday they sent an email and they said, we changed our mind. We're going to, we're going to hold the $2 million cap and um, you can get uh, operating expenses to help you continue to run your business. And we're not going to cap it at 15,000. Now, um, my husband applied for the economic disaster loan. It was four weeks ago today that he sent in his application. And uh, he received a $10,000 advance in his checking account yesterday. So it was wow. like the first one I'd heard of, but it happened. So yay, it's <laughs> happening. Um, and I hope that it happens for you. And I don't want to stress you by saying mine happened and you know yours hasn't happened. So know that he applied on March 17th. So it's taken a solid four weeks. Um, but those those funds seem to be getting dispersed. Last week, we got an email from the SBA that said our loan amount was capped at um, at fifteen thousand. When we got that email yesterday, saying just kidding, the caps changed. We logged back in, and uh, and they had changed the amount that they were offering. So the amount they got, were offering was not six months of our operating expenses like we were hoping for, but it was two to three solid months of operating expenses. So the idea of the economic disaster loan is it's a bridge loan. So if your operations are closed or if you are really, really scaled back in the ability to generate income, you can borrow funds to help you float you until you're able to reopen. And then you pay back those funds over a very long period. So 30 years. Now, ideally, you want to be doing the things that Tay is suggesting so that when you're ready to open, you're opening back up with a fury. Your, your customers, they're like begging to buy your services. They're looking forward to working with you. And hopefully you're going to be able to open back up really, really strong. That's the goal. And if that's true, the really cool thing about the economic disaster loan is the first 12 months are interest free and payment free. So my theory is in 12 months, I would like to be in a really strong position and I would like to be able to, be able to give all the money back. 
Um, now I'm not saying that we're all going to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that I know what's going to come in 12 months or even in 12 weeks, but, uh, personally, that is our goal. This is, this is a bridge loan and it's to help make sure that we can cover the expenses we need to cover. Um, we're going to be really careful not to use it for payroll because we want to optimize our payroll protection program loan, right? So all my payroll is going to come out of a payroll protection program loan account. Um, but the economic disaster loans seem to have gotten unstuck, which is fantastic. So that is the update from the finance side. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm a CPA working out of Northern California. I am not your CPA. So this is generalized advice. And, um, and that's what I know in terms of finances this week for Fight Club. Love it. Love it. Megan, yeah. I will say um, on Gusto, Yeah. as you know, I just opened some accounts for Profit First and one of them I had to change was uh, where payroll came out of. And so it, uh, advice for people who do go uh, use Gusto and you go and change the account, um, I recommend as soon as you have put in your payroll numbers for the upcoming payroll, then, well, no, that's not true. As soon as they get paid then out of that account, then switch it because it does take a few days and um, you have to do the deposit verification and that kind of thing. But I want to say it took me two to three days and, and then I did it over a weekend. So that kind of slowed things down. Can but we just celebrate the fact that Martha Woodward opened her profit first accounts? I'm so proud of you after all these years, she's going to be so much stronger. Oh, okay. So don't good. Celebrate, don't celebrate too much yet because oh. when I went to the bank, don't the kill my dreams, Martha. But, uh, but I'm on my way, which is, way more it only takes me about a year and a half to two years <laughs> to listen to me you know it takes her about two years to process what i it has to do with finances i'm pretty dang slow oh geez but well, anyway i'm very proud of you and that's true if you're going to change your payroll processor do it immediately after you process payroll immediately after you pay your payroll taxes because you don't want to accidentally pay something late and you don't want to not be able to pay your staff on time uh, because they're working really hard. And I know Martha's going to talk more about that um, in just a minute. I guess I also want to say um, that if you can't change your payroll, there's a way to do the transfers where you can, you can show it. But my theory was if we could give one bank statement, like one bank account statement to the, to the lender when we're asking for the forgiveness and make it as obvious and clear as possible, I'm hoping that our chances of forgiveness are going to be more likely. Um, but don't quote me on that. And I'm going to have more strategies for you over the next couple of weeks. But that's this week's tip. And thanks, Martha, for helping. Sure. I've got a question, Megan. What if you applied for the grant, the SBA grant, and you haven't heard back from them yet? Is there any strategy totally normal. you can check in? Is it You, nope. you said it's normal. Okay. You just got to sit tight. And as long as you apply, we're going to be hopeful that it's processing. Um, and I, and I really don't have any other recommendations. Um, and I know that yesterday by saying that Jeff had gotten his 10,000, I created a lot of stress and panic and I did not mean to, uh, that was supposed to be hopeful. That was supposed to be, things are moving and hopefully it's coming. Um, I've heard since that several other business owners have started to receive their 10,000. So just, um, you know, cross your fingers, wiggle your nose. Okay. And I think very soon we're going to be seeing some good things coming from the SBA. Um, they are working so hard. They're processing more per day than they used to process per year Wow! in terms of volume of applications and volume of money. So they, they are completely understaffed and, um, and doing they're they're performing miracles really, truly. So, uh, Martha, you have a whole cheering squad over here about your profit first accounts. (laughs) Joanne, everybody's so excited. I'm watching the quality driven group. So, uh, (laughs) and I did ask if there were any questions for you, but it's a little delayed in the group. So there's one here from Denise about can payroll taxes be used with the PPP? And I don't have any of the logistics sorted out yet. Um, when you do change your bank account from payroll, it will also change it for payroll taxes. So, um, I feel like that can't hurt. 
uh, and I'll have more information hopefully over the next couple of weeks. We have, you know, at least eight weeks before we have to sort this all out, but I want to get you set up with good habits from the beginning. Great. Shall I go next? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, last week, we had a really cool update from the National Association of Landscape Professionals, the NALP. They put out an um, amazing sort of operations guide that was very oversight um, and very gen general. I think that any field service company could use some of these tools and tricks and tips that they put out. Um, but for landscape companies specifically, um, there have been some challenges on how to mobilize your crews, how to get crews to the field, and how to over-communicate internally. So as I kind of talk about operations, I wanted to discuss sort of what their best practices were and how you can use um, some of the really, really inexpensive or even free tools to kind of kick this off in your own business. So one of the things that they recommended, which I thought was very, very helpful, was that office personnel and and people that are support staff should be able to work remotely. As you know, Pink Collars works fully remotely, so we know how to do this. Um, and they recommended that no matter if you're, uh, you were an essential business or not, that you should have your office folks work at home just for their best, for their safety. Um, so I really liked the fact that they said that, and they also wanted to say that you should limit the number of employees in any sort of facility at one time. As a lot of people in home service businesses know, you usually have your employees come to a specific location, grab tools, grab equipment, grab supplies, get into you know, company trucks or vehicles, and then leave to the job site. What we're seeing is that that kind of everybody coming to one place really does put the office staff and the people that are there all day at risk. And so they're saying to stagger the workflow for those folks or to even have them work remotely. And when you do that, like what we do, we do support a lot of in-house teams and in-house staff. We find that we need to really communicate very highly about where in the workflow things have stopped or started. Um, so when we're handing off work or when we're sharing tasks, it's really important to have a strategy in place or a platform in place to make that handoff really seamless. We utilize Slack very heavily in our business. I know that a lot of the software platforms and I know a lot of the folks here on the call do too. And we love the fact that it can really segment down the groups of, of pieces of information or the workflows that you're doing, that you're sharing, and really have them in one concise space. So when Slack is, is really kind of the backbone of your communication, we find that it works well not only with in-house staff, but with mobilizing those guys out in the field or folks out in the field. So it's saying they're really, you know, talking very heavily about making sure that the operation should stay in business and should continue working, but that everybody should work remotely. We see a lot of our clients using Slack in a way to mobilize those crews to not get to that to that single location, the job site or the office location, but to actually meet at the first customer's job site. So I have a lot of our clients using Slack in a channel session way, like crew one, crew two, crew three, and crew four, and they will all have their crews in one specific channel to kind of organize how to get to the first job site remotely. So we'll have one person come pick up the tools and equipment and the truck and then go to the first uh, homeowner's job site and then the other crew members will meet from their own cars. So how do you coordinate something like that? It could be a million text messages. It could be one person calling everybody. There may be language issues at play. So we find that when you get the entire team on Slack, and you have those Slack channels organized by crew, you can really, as the owner, see the logistics happening kind of from an overview. And we're finding that that is giving a lot of power to these teams to be able to mobilize in a new way, which is not something that they've done before. So we really think that you know Slack is free to start. So I tell people all the time, get the free version, try it on for size, see what you think. Um, and then if you do want to move to the paid version, it's about $6 per person. And what I'll do is add a link in the chat after we're done today that gives people $100 credit. So if you have 
a team of up to 10, that could be, you know, a really cool, almost a month for free, two months for free to get started on a platform that could really get everybody communicating at a high level. Um, as the business owner, I love seeing those channels. I love being able to pop into them throughout the course of the day and watch my team communicate. And I think that that really helps me be able to make sure that, you know, operationally, we're all meeting the goal of getting to the homeowner, getting the work completed and getting, getting it done safely. Um, so they're really in the chat and Michelle, Stephanie, Stephanie's in the chat and she says, we've not closed. Our teams have an assigned time. We have an entire process for this. It's absolutely necessary. I watched on the security yeah. cameras. The comfort zone is where they lose their edge. So we removed it. So it sounds like Stephanie agrees. I think really? Stephanie owns a cleaning company. So very oh, that's, similar. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, we have the, seen. Yeah. Um, We've, go ahead. <laughs> my question is, uh, watch on the security cameras. And what was that? I feel like she said she watched them being really nervous and uneasy about touching each other's equipment and being close to oh, each other. Fix that okay. by staggering the times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff brought back his teams yesterday and what he's done is designated work trucks. And he said like, these are your safe zones. So all your equipment lives in the truck. You're not getting anything. Like yeah. nobody touches your truck. Nobody touches your stuff. Even when you're on the same job site, this is your stuff. Nobody else's stuff. Um, and yeah. he, he scrubbed his, like his shed and like workspace, uh, it's a totally sterile environment now. So if anybody needs to go in there, they have to be masked with gloves to get their own things. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting. So what you're saying, Michelle, is what we're all feeling, I think, is how to, how yeah. to keep each other safe, right? And keep working. Yeah. And the logistics of getting, you know, two or three people to the same job site in a safe way. I mean, I know a lot of our clients are having their leads, you know, get the truck and everything to the first job site, but then all of the supporting team members, all the other techs are driving in their own cars and then parking even on the street. I mean, they're not even allowed to bring the cars onto the property. And again, you know, setting up those rules and making sure people are following them, you really need to be able to communicate with people in real time to confirm that those rules are being taken, you know, seriously and that they're being followed. So, you know, Slack, I think is just amazing. Um, the other thing that they recommended, the NALP, was that um, safety training and staff meetings also should be via video. In, in other words, not grouping together and doing team meetings. I know that's something that we do here at Pink Collars. We do all of our team meetings on video because we're already all, all remotely located. But I, we just brought on a new client that's a power washing and window washing client. And they had their team meetings. They used to have them all on FaceTime. So we moved everybody to Slack and it was really fun to be able to see all the techs in their individual trucks on their iPads on Slack. Um, and then it really helped us be able to be a member of their team and everybody felt like they were remote and everybody felt like they were on the same, you know, pulling the same, you know, wagon. And it was really neat to see everybody interact on Slack in video. It's also really cool because if you wanted to record that video and then pop it in the Slack channel, if anybody wanted to review something later or, you know, check for the agenda, make sure they covered everything, um, that accountability and having that shared file immediately available to everybody is also incredibly helpful. So I, I watched that happen a couple times this week and they, they loved it. Um, I love liked that. that they asked, go ahead. I thought you had oh, said I love that. I yeah. love that. And uh, I hate, hate, hate those group, like, text chats. Uh, yeah. That, so it's... Uh, hey, you're selling it, Michelle. I hate apps. No. I hate technology, but I'm like, maybe we need Slack. <laughs> maybe this yeah, is the no, thing. So. It's, it's awesome. And I watch, I think that as the owner, I think the, the thing that I love the most is that I can watch the teams communicate by those channels. I can just pop in and out of a channel and confirm that things are happening. But I don't have to be part of like, you know, like uh, Martha said, the massive text chains that go on for days that you, you're like, I know I told somebody to do this. Where is it? You're scrolling up your phone. That right. doesn't happen anymore. Remember, Slack is also a searchable database. So the minute you say a specific term like pansy or mulch or disinfectant, 
you can put that word in and it'll bring up all of those conversations that had that word in its in its body so you can really find things that are really quick clip which is really nice as well um i really liked the fact that they said that um we should limit the number of employees on the site i know that everybody's doing that um, but again, we're seeing Slack being used as sort of a before and after check-in as well. I'm having cleaning crews and um, landscape crews and um, a power wash and window wash companies do before and after shots as a check-in on Slack. And instead of you know having your crew that may not be as familiar with your CRM logging in hours or clocking in on the job site or changing something, they can just simply hold their phone up, take a picture, put it on the Slack channel, and you know that that job has begun. Um, and again, it takes a lot of the language issues that may be a problem for some folks out there that are not as comfortable with technology. Everybody knows how to take a picture on their phone, and that's as simple as communication as the owner would really need. You don't need all of the you know, text information, but just a, I'm here and this is the home address and I'm starting this job. Slack can really take a lot of the friction out of that communication as the, for the owner as well. So we're seeing it really being utilized in some pretty creative ways this past couple of weeks, especially. Yeah. So. I know we, we've utilized it a lot with um, Mr. Pipeline. Um, for the marketing side of things, we actually created a channel to bring um, industry news to all of our employees. So we're actually able to stay consistently updated as to new updates from Google new updates um, in regards to SEO tactics, AdWords tactics, you know, different things that are coming out um, through the industry news. It's a really great way to stay on top of things. And we do the same thing with the time clock. We actually created a channel for time clock to be able to clock in and clock out for one location for our bookkeeper to be able to log in and see exactly how to go about payroll. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has incredible workflows, automations, it has incredible apps that you can add and all of those, you know, more complex things become super easy as you get more comfortable with Slack in general. So it's, it's great. It's really good. So my homework assignment for everybody is to try the free version of Slack. And then I will put a link in the chat for that $100 off for the first month. And I think that's the entire month of April, that is good for. So if you sign up for an account in this month, you can get a $100 credit, which is a really nice way to kind of kick off this new way of communicating with your team in the field. So again, over-communication is key throughout all of this. And we really feel like using technology to communicate rather than just relying on phone or text is really the next way to increase your capacity on how you can communicate with your team. So that's what I got today. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yay. Okay, I think it's my turn. Um, so from what I've seen in the groups, most people are working. Uh, they have a skeleton crew and they're down on their percentage of clients. But uh, for the most part, I see people are working. And so I just, you know, if you can post in chat, and again, you guys, I can only watch one group. But post in chat what you're doing to make your employees feel safe. Um, what about morale issues? Is there anything that you've seen and anything that you've done that can help other people? Um, and I'll share what I'm doing. But uh, also, have you noticed that any of your employees that are working maybe have friends who have, you know, that are not working and are staying home and getting paid. And is that causing any problems and how are you dealing with that? Um, but really for your employees that are still working, I do believe that the two biggest things that you can do are, <laughs> well, okay. So, it comes down to, do you have the right people hired? Because if you have the wrong people in your company, especially in times of stress like this, that's really going to show. They are not going to have your back. They are not going to be there to work as a team. Um, now, that doesn't mean that the right people won't be scared to work. 
uh, it doesn't mean that, but attitudes will definitely show up in times like this. And my opinion is this is a great time to start dealing with that because most likely you do not need a full crew right now. Um, and then you, yes, you have to over communicate. That's a given, but you also have to really find ways to make sure that you are showing your appreciation for your staff. That doesn't mean that you have to buy them things because we know that uh, funds are limited right now, but you have to go the extra mile to really let them know and feel that you appreciate them because they're out there working. They may have friends who get to sit home and collect that extra $600. So your job is really showing the appreciation and how much they matter to you and the company. So uh, any questions that you guys have seen? And Stephanie says, she has I misinterpreted her comment about the security cameras. She said when she has security cameras and uh, when uh, when they're all together, the masks come off and all the processes are going out the door. Uh, mm-hmm. And she has a follow-up comment that she passed out paper families that their families could decorate instead of real flowers for our monthly flower power. Uh, breakfast is now handed to them and no mingling. We have a book club starting so we can keep growing. We really just swapped everything we are doing, used to doing in a group to virtual uh, mailing cards to the house and snail mail, and we adjust something almost every day. So it sounds like Stephanie's killing it with her culture. Oh, kidding. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love the idea about mailing things to the home. I mean, that's always a good idea because when family gets to see how much you care as a boss and you're taking care of them. Um, and it makes that employee feel special. So, you know, just a little bit of work goes a long way. Um, then what if you're not working and we actually at my maid service are not working right now. Um, I do plan on bringing them back in a couple of weeks, but you know, some of the challenges with your employees not working is they're getting two thirds of their pay. I believe I'm no unemployment expert. Plus they're getting the $600. Um, that's the stimulus money. Plus they're going to get the 1200, but, uh, that's a separate thing. So for my employees, that's almost double of what they make in a regular week. Um, But here's what I've done. I have definitely, you know, kept in contact with them and listen, it may, you know, there may be a moment where it ticks me off because I'm thinking I have zero revenue. I have, you know, and they're getting an extra 600. you know, that goes in my head for a moment. And then I have to think, listen, none of us asked for this. It's not like, you know, it isn't like that. Uh, they're milking the system or anything like that. This was the government's decision to do it this way. And so the way that I wrap my head around it is I'm happy for them. I mean, when do they get this extra money, you know? Um, So what I've, you know, I've really been trying to communicate that, A, appreciate it while you've got it, sock it away, you know, earmark it, you know, um, you'd be proud of me, Megan. I'm doing a little bit of uh, basically profit first, you know, talking about, Sure, hold back a little bit for fun, but, you know, put some towards savings or whatever. Um, And we do talk about that. It's probably the only time I have any financial advice for anyone. Um, But (laughs) I love it. She she just opens her profit first account and now she's giving advice. The best way to learn is to teach, though. And your and your staff absolutely need it. And whenever we've had those financial discussions with our staff, they have responded so strongly 
Um, and I, can I just praise you for two seconds? Because we've taken Martha Woodward's Culture Turnaround course twice, one for both businesses. And um, I was really a mess last Monday because we were going to call back our staff and, um, and they were making more staying at home. And I know there's a whole political commentary about that and how much they're getting paid, but, but that was our reality. And they said yes. And I did not think they were going to say yes. And then Martha was like, well, them saying yes is one thing, but are they actually going to show up? And they showed <laughs> up and I'm so excited. And it's because Martha's taught us about culture and it's because they value their colleagues and, and it's, a, it's different. We're still worried. Like we're going to have to over communicate this week because last night Jeff came home and he's like, I hope they like it working by themselves. Like it's, it, so we need to do Slack or we need to do these FaceTimes because yeah. it is a totally different environment. Um, but thank you, Martha, because it absolutely works. And, um, and I think it was just a huge testament to how far we've come over the past two years that they yeah. said, sure, we'd like to make less and work harder and come hang out with you all day. That would be great. Yeah. Let's do that. And that's so awesome. I love, I love hearing those stories. I really do. Because I remember when I first started talking to Jeff, he was like, why do I need to do that? What? You know, which is so, so common. <laughs> it's not just Jeff. It, you know, that is so yep. common. Like, I just need them to do their job. Why would they not do their just job? Do their job. You know? That's, that's yeah. what he always said. He would always say, yep, that's what I pay them for. They should just do their job. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. But my, what I always say back to people when they are like that is like, how's that working for you? (laughs) So anyway, but like I say, if your employees are staying home and they are getting paid that extra, it will not do you any favors. If you are resentful about that with your employees, it just won't. And it, uh, so they didn't ask for it. Be happy for them. Be a cheerleader for them. But what I do say is I, I have them looking forward in that this is not forever again. And so enjoy it while you've got it, sock it away. And, um, we are looking forward. Like I, yesterday gave them a date. You know, I I have no idea what the date is, but I do feel like it's important for it not to feel open-ended. And so I gave them a date a couple of weeks down the road. Now, in my mind, I probably am going to have to extend it, but I need them to start thinking that this is our plan. And, um, And then... The other thing is, I had something else written down, is, oh, just, you know, basically reinforcing how much they mean to me, and I appreciate it, and that I'm happy that they get to spend some time with their family, and uh, and then we're also starting to talk about, like, our summer party. Um, I'm surely by the, you know, July, we get to have one, but looking forward, just trying (laughs) to, you know, be in the moment, but yet, okay, we are coming back. Let's plan this fun thing that we're going to do, you know, because I'm talking about, man, we're going to celebrate. We're not going to have a lot of money, but we are going to have a good time, you know? So uh, anyway, that's all I have. Well, you have a couple of comments here. As Stephanie said, mail things to spouses and kids. Uh, tell them, thanks for letting us have your mom all day. Um, and Denise said, uh, this makes me wonder about techs at home and getting out of the biz mindset. I'm not sure what Denise meant, but she clarifies, I have techs laid off and asking them to participate in some events and conferences online. I've always taken care of them financially. And here they are asking if they get paid for these. Um, yeah, that's something I've heard you talk about, Martha. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? Like, I think you've made your check-in meetings voluntary for your laid off staff and you're not paying, but you're encouraging them to stay connected if they want to. And right, right. Yeah. You know, that's a fine, fine line because they're on unemployment. And, uh, so for you to basically require them to be employed, even if it's for an hour during that time is a fine line. So we right now we use a private 
Facebook group for our staff, but I am considering Slack for the first time because I love the videos <laughs> and being able to see each other. Um, but what I do is I say, hey, guys, let's check in. And um, actually, we're starting to use Zoom for our check-ins so I can see their faces. But uh, I, you know, I'm like, hey, let's check in. I'd love to hear how you're doing, da, 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 da. And I will put the time and the link and say, of course, it's voluntary. I know you guys are off work but I'd love to see your face, you know, or something like that. But uh, I definitely let them know it is optional. I'm getting in trouble because I'm ditching a board meeting. So I've gotten like six text messages. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, uh, Zoom, Taylor, Tay, you used um, Zoom for your weekly staff meeting yesterday and you had like a funny backdrop, right? Aren't you using it as ways to engage with your team? We are. So uh, Monday mornings are uh, our kick. We always do kickoff meetings on, on Mondays and um, we decided to do your favorite candy. Um, we have a lot of big office fans in our, in our office, no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was really funny to see how creative people got. Um, our CEO had a, a picture with Michael Scott in the, the hundred thousand grand bar that um, he eats from the office. And then another person had a picture with Dwight. Um, and I, I want to say it was a Babe Ruth he was eating, potentially. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun. You get to see the character come out of your team members. And it was just nice to start the day off with a really fun um, smile and a laugh and, you know, bring in <laughs> positivity and all of this because it, I wasn't expecting, I was thinking it was going to be like mine. I had like a bunch of dove chocolates laid out on my background, as you ladies saw. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, they really got creative with it and threw in some funny ones. And uh, now we're going to do it once a week. So I'm picking a different, uh, different topic each week. We have to do a zoom uh, background for it. I, I love that. I love that you guys are staying connected. Uh, Stephanie says she's paying our staff for live things on Facebook so that we want them to be there for um, started removing anyone on furlough. We also found they are asking to come back sooner and more concerned about their jobs once they're removed. Yeah. I got some of that as well, um, especially when we very first were putting people on unemployment is it, it, I, you know, it's scary. It's scary to me as an owner, but it's scary to them too, in that they feel like, do I have a job anymore? And um, so the communication is just vital that, not only are you communicating, but making them still feel part of a team and that this is just temporary. We are moving forward. We brought our staff back with raises yesterday. And that was one way we celebrated. Um, thanks for being here. And, um, and yes, we know it's a skeleton crew. And yes, we know you're going to have to work harder. And yes, we know you are making more at home. Um, it was small, but it was a token raise to say, like, we see you and we acknowledge you. Um, and and it was something that we had budgeted for. So, yeah. Um, people still making the decision about layoff. Do you want to touch on that at all? Like, how, how do you make that call and where? And for me, I'm saying try and know your numbers and stay profitable. So, um, yeah. I know that's going to change a little bit as we start seeing these PPP programs getting funded. But, do uh, you have any suggestions, Martha? I just feel like that's such a personal decision. Um, but for me, I can tell you why I did. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, we don't have anybody in the office. And of course, it doesn't matter now because nobody is coming to, you know, even before we did do the layoffs, nobody was coming to the office at the same time and so forth. But with me being remote, I do feel like my job is to take care of the staff. I mean, well, that would be my job if I was in the office too. <laughs> but I was getting a lot of, um, one of my girls was exposed to the first person who died in our state. And she'd been exposed like the week before. And it just came out, out of, um, you know, it was a, just by accident that she even said anything about it. It was a member at 
at her church and she was telling us how sad she was that this person had died. And I'm sitting here reading this in the Facebook group going, um, how long ago was that that you saw that person? And, you know, and so that happened and I was getting a lot of, hey, I was exposed to this person that handed me drinks at the gas station and they're positive. They've shut down the gas station. You know, I was getting a lot of that and people were getting scared. You know, it was like they felt like they were exposed from all different angles. And you got to think it was pretty new at that time too. And so I just felt the anxiety in my staff and we were getting some cancellations, but not, or skips, but not a ton. You know, actually the clients were hanging in there pretty well. But so the way I express it to the clients is that this, the staff want to keep you safe. They want to keep their families safe and they weren't feeling safe. And so we've made the decision to stop operations for a few weeks. Um, and then, so when I did finally decide to call it, boy, you better believe that I really played upon, I listen, you know, I'm listening to you. I want you to know I, I want to take care of you. You know, it's not all about revenue and so forth. So, but yet we will open back up and it's not going to be completely gone, but, uh, well, and you'll be safer when you do. I mean, that's what we did. Was exactly. we, we used those four weeks that we had laid everybody off to revamp our entire safety program to figure out what does physical distancing mean and what does communicating mean and what does being on a team when we can't be together mean and how do we staff, how, like, do we have to buy all new trucks and, like, what about the equipment? And so it's been a huge mental challenge for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um. Hey, it's I, I have to be on another meeting at 10. So I'm going to get off. Give and, us your homework, Martha. Okay. What's your homework? For oh, me? homework. Um, can I post it in the group? Absolutely. Okay. I will post it in the group, but I've got it all written out. So I'll get it there. I just have to lead this meeting in a minute. So I'll see you. Okay. Bye, Martha. Thanks, Martha. Bye. Good to see you. You guys too. And uh, Tay, do you want to do your homework? Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to obviously post in the group as well, but I'm going to challenge everyone to reach out to 10 potential networking partners. Um, I'll give an example of a script that I've used personally in the past that worked very well for um, our company. And um, obviously I'll blank out any um, business names that we reach out to kind of do it in a template format so you can copy and paste it. Um, but that's my challenge for the networking side of it. And then as well as over communicating with your client base, I challenge you to make, um, an engaging post or a video on your Facebook feed just to reach out to your current client base and let them know you're still there for them. Oh, I love it. Homework. That's like real homework. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my homework for this week is if you haven't looked at economic disaster loans or payroll protection program loans, go look at those, talk to your accountant, talk to your banker, talk to your lender. Um, and if you've been funded for your payroll protection program loan, I'd recommend setting up a new bank account and start working on transitioning your bill payments to come out of that bank account for payroll, rent, and utilities. Um, so that would be my homework for you. And Michelle, I think you gave us homework. Do you want to remind yeah. us what your homework was? Yep. My homework uh, for everybody is going to be to try a Slack trial, do the free trial. And I will also put up my calendar link and I'll do one-on-ones for an hour for anybody that wants to understand how to set up their Slack channels. I did it in another group a couple of weeks ago and I got like 10 people that spent some time with me. It was really fun. So I'm happy to do that again for any of the members of the group or the page. So I'll put my calendar link in addition to that code for the $100 off. So just grab some time with me. We'll share screens and I'll show you exactly how we set it up internally and externally. And you can kind of see how it works. So that's wow. it. That's so nice yeah. of you. Uh, I know. It's fun. 
Speaking of the group, if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, join our Facebook group. Uh, the Facebook group is Fight Club for Business, and we're going to help hold you accountable. So we're going to post our homework assignments there. We're going to post links that are going to be helpful to you there. And then we're going to make sure that you are following through on the homework you said that you were going to do. Um, I think that that's one of the things uh, Tay had the great idea. She's like, let's let's push them. Like, let's get them to actually yeah. do what they say they're going to do. Um, and Tay, I loved on my homework for marketing last week, you were like, let's shift your mindset. And that was really helpful. So thanks for that. Like, sometimes we need that third perspective. I was like, well, that's a limited mindset. Let's try something different. Um, a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then our quote of the week for Fight Club. Every week we're going to choose a different quote from the actual movie of Fight Club for our Fight Club for Business group. And this week we chose the quote, if you don't know what you want, you end up with a lot that you don't. So uh, may that inspire you through your week and the rest of your day. Anything else that we want to cover? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. And I think Thank you all so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you guys have, have a great, great day. Okay, and then see you next week. Welcome to Fight Club. See you next week. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.